Welcome to the Community HealthCast from the Queen's Community Health Board. My name is Rick Conrad, and as always, I'm joined by Elizabeth Bailey, coordinator of the Queen's Community Health Board and podcast producer extraordinaire. Hi, Elizabeth. Hey there, Rick. How are you doing today? Good, good. It's a very nice day in Queen's County. Uh, Well, Elizabeth, as we know, reliable transportation is vital if you live in a rural area like Queen's County. If you don't have a car, it's difficult to get to work, appointments, or just to meet friends for coffee. Since September 2018, Queen's County Transit has helped to fill the transportation gap in our area. It's also one of the recipients of a wellness grant from the Queen's Community Health Board. Queen's County Transit provides affordable, secure, and reliable transportation to all Queen's residents Monday to Friday. To learn more about Queen's County Transit, we're very happy to welcome manager Tammy LeBlanc as our guest today. Tammy is originally from Liverpool and graduated from Liverpool Regional High School in 1994. She has a degree from Mount St. Vincent University and has years of experience working outside Nova Scotia in the tourism and hospitality industry. And now she's back in Liverpool, passionate about her position with Queen's County Transit. Hi, Tammy, and welcome to the Community HealthCast. Hi, Rick. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you today? Great. Looking forward yeah, to the conversation great. about Queen's County Transit, for sure. Absolutely. I'm excited. So tell us a bit about Queen's County Transit, Tammy, how and why it came to be and the services you offer. So Queen's County Transit was actually started by a working group within the Queen's Care Society. Queen's Care Society is an advocate for seniors of Queen's. They did a study and realized that transportation was an essential service that we seniors specifically, but all Queens County residents really needed. So from that working group within Queens Care Society, they formed Queens County Transit. And luckily, I was hired as the project coordinator for the first year to get it up and off the ground. Now we're running pretty strong. I mean, other than COVID, we're running pretty strong. You mentioned the study that was done. How did that identify the need for a service like this in Queens County? It was a questionnaire. I believe I wasn't involved at the time, but they sent out a questionnaire throughout Queens County, specifically to seniors, asking them where we were lacking and what we could do to help. There were three major areas where seniors felt lacking in Queens County, and transportation was at the top of them alongside of housing. Just uh, while I think of it, what other programs or services does Queen's County Transit partner with? I know, obviously, you received a wellness grant from the Queen's Community Health Board, but uh, what other programs or services do you guys partner with? Well, we try to partner with everyone in the community. We partner with the VON. We've helped them deliver some of the meals that have been going out lately to seniors, partner with the Senior Safety Coordinator. Um, we work closely with her for the seniors in the community, but and that works both ways as well. Sometimes she sees the need for us. Sometimes we see the need for her. And we work, you know, closely with the doctor's offices and the hospital, even the, as far as cancer patient navigators. We really try to partner and help however we can and whoever we can in the community. And what has the feedback been like so far to the service in the community? The feedback is awesome. Um, We are slow getting off the ground, but that's not abnormal compared to other transits. Our ridership actually went from, say, 50 a month up to 500 a month pre-COVID. It's hard, I find, to get the word out around for those who don't have access to social media 
there's still a lot of people that are unaware of the service that could really use the service, which is why I'm so grateful that we're doing a podcast. You never know how people are going to find out. But that is our our um, our biggest hump is the word of mouth getting. That's all we have here in Queens County, really, um, and getting it out to the people that could really use the service. I hear a lot of people think that we are just for seniors or we are just for people that are in a wheelchair. And that's absolutely not true. We are for everyone in Queens County. And we're not we're not actually just Monday to Friday. We're in the office Monday to Friday. That's when we answer phone calls. But we do do evenings and weekends as well, if that's something you need and we have a driver that's available. But we are for everyone. We do youth groups sometimes, you know, Christmas parties if people need to go to their Christmas parties. If you need to drive to the grocery store, it doesn't matter who you are or what your needs are. We're here for you. Yes. And I see on the website, it says that you can book your trip outside office hours, including weekends. And trips have to be booked at least 24 hours in advance. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. We do need 24 hours in advance. So uh, can you tell us how many people are involved with Queens County Transit, how many drivers you have, uh, that sort of thing? Okay, so we have um, we have a great volunteer board of directors. There's probably about eight on that that support me. Um, and they put a lot of time into ensuring that Queens County Transit continues to support the residents of Queens County. There's two of us in the office, myself and my dispatcher office assistant, Kim Cunningham. We have three paid drivers who use our vehicles. And then we have about four or five volunteer drivers throughout Queens County who would use their own vehicles. And we're always looking for new volunteer drivers. Always, always. Tammy, can you tell us if somebody's listening to this podcast right now and they say, well, that sounds interesting. I want to know more about volunteering. Who should they call? They can call me and they can reach us at 902-356-2670. And we'll definitely fill them in on all the information. It's It's a great way to give back to your community. And you do get reimbursed for your kilometers. You'd mentioned that your ridership numbers had grown to about 500 per month pre-COVID. How has COVID affected the service and, of course, the ridership numbers and just the way that you do things? So once COVID hit, we shut the office down and I work, continued to work from home. Unfortunately, we had to shut down all service to riders in the vehicle, but we were able to continue to offer free delivery service. We actually taught some of our clients how to do the online procedures. So COVID really did affect us number-wise. We went down to about 10% ridership to 5% ridership. Now we are slowly seeing that rise. Unfortunately, a lot of our clients are the more at-risk category, so they find it a little bit more difficult to get out and feel like it's okay to get out. So eventually, I think that'll start picking up again once people start to feel more comfortable to be able to go out in public. We do have a lot of COVID protocol in place to protect our drivers and clients. 
But you said that during the lockdown, you also offered the free delivery service. I think that's great that's, that you oh, were able to sure, do that. Oh, yeah. And we did it. Definitely, we did it every week for the food bank as well. Um, we were deli- able to deliver groceries out to North Queens area every week for them. There's usually quite a few, like 10 to 15 deliveries we do out to North Queens. So, um, you know, knowing all of that and just, you know, the service has been around for about a year. Is that right? Two years now. Um, Two years. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we started in September of 18. How important is it to have a service like this in Queens County from what you've seen since you've been involved? It's vital. It is a vital service. There's so many clients that have said, you know, I don't know what we would have done without Queens County Transit, especially people that live further on the outskirts that aren't just in the town of Liverpool. It's so difficult for them to get anywhere. And if they have any sort of special needs, like if they're using a walker, for instance, or wheelchair, there really is no other service for wheelchairs. Um, we have one client in Greenfield that uses our service. We take him to the hockey games down in at the LCLC on Friday nights, you know, when they're going on. If he wasn't able to do that, that's part of his lifestyle and he should be able to enjoy that. And we're delighted that we're, be, we're able to help them live more fulfilling lives. And that's really what the transit comes down to. It's people, their independence and freedom to be able to live the lives that they should be able to live and have access to all the essential services like everyone else. Yeah. How does someone use your service? How do people access it? How much does it cost? So they just have to call the uh, our main number, which is, again, 356-2670. Your new client will just get some quick information from you to register you. Once you're registered, you're part of our family forever. Basically, you call and tell us where you need to go as long as we have 24 hours in advance. We'll set that up, arrange a driver for you. We call you back and let you know exactly who's going to pick you up and what time they'll be there. The minimum charge is a $7 fee, so that would be if you need to go somewhere in around your own area. For example, in and around Liverpool, it's probably only going to cost you $7. We do charge per kilometer rate, so on average, to go to Bridgewater and back, it's about $45. To go to Halifax and back, it's about $160. Now, with those prices, you also need to keep in mind that we usually have subsidy money available thanks to great organizations like the Queen's Community Health Board. So there's always a way to help. I'm always willing to do whatever I can to work it out that the person gets to where they need to be. That's the number one goal for our company, get you to where you need to be. So how is Queen's County Transit funded? Obviously, there's a wellness grant from the Queen's Community Health Board, but do you have other funding partners? We do. We are funded a lot, mostly by the provincial government. That's where we would receive our majority of funds. We also have our municipal government that helps us on a yearly basis. And then we do, we seek out a lot of grants. And then we also request, we depend on a lot of donations from our own community to help especially subsidize those people that can't afford it. As a wellness grant recipient from Queen's Community Health Board, what would you tell other groups about the wellness grant and the application process? 
it was wonderful. Like definitely um, apply. Elizabeth's very helpful. If you have any questions, I found the process quite simple. And at the end, we give you a little report, let you know how we made out. And yeah, I would say definitely apply. If there's any way you can find a little nook where you can help Queens County in any way and its residents with a grant, Queens Community Health Board is there to help. And now's a good time for me to mention, and I'd let you know, Tammy, that we have a different process this year. Oh. Yes. In response to COVID-19, the application is a bit more simple and streamlined, and organizations can apply for funds up to $10,000 instead of our regular $3,000 limit. So maybe you and I will talk about that sometime after the podcast. We might be talking, Elizabeth. (laughs) And anybody who's interested in learning more about that or would like an application can give me a call at 902 Three five zero zero four seven eight. Just ask for Elizabeth. So, Tammy, what are uh, Queens County Transit's future plans? Oh wow, we have something really exciting happening. We have just, in the midst of everything, looking to buy a new van. It's so exciting. Hopefully, in the next few months, you might see a nice, pretty van driving around with Queens County Transit on it. That's our thing right now. Our second anniversary is coming up, and we really like to do something big for our anniversary for the community. And we're just not sure yet because of COVID what we can do. But hopefully in September, October, depending on where we're at, we'll be doing an, a big event for the community to come check out our new vehicle. And, and that, of course, that depends on if everything goes according to the way it should go because of COVID. But that's our big thing right now is the pretty new van. And it's going to be wheelchair accessible and be so much easier for our clients. It's going to have a little step on the outside so people can step in. That's hard sometimes for a lot of clients. And so it's going to be really top of the line vehicle. And we're very excited to be able to share that with our clients in the community. I'm just very grateful that we have organizations like the Queens Community Health Board to be able to help us and make Queens County better for all of its residents. Thanks so much for joining us today, Tammy, on the Community HealthCast to learn more about Queens County Transit. Thanks so much for having me. It was great chatting. Absolutely. Next week on the Community HealthCast, host Rick Conrad interviews Jackie and Ian Dale a mother-son duo from Ontario with lots of experience doing advocacy and education around trans youth issues in a community similar to Queen's County. Tune in and join the conversation.